Today is Wednesday, June 29th. The title for our devotional is The Prince of Peace. Yesterday, I referenced Isaiah's familiar prophecy of the Messiah. We often read this prophecy at Christmas time, so it may be familiar. He describes the Messiah as the Prince of Peace and the one who will usher in a kingdom of peace that will never end. This prophecy we believe is fulfilled in Jesus and is now to be carried forward by his disciples as we seek to bring the kingdom of God. Jesus will fulfill his promise of cosmic peace in the new creation, but that is likely not what Paul has in view with peace in the fruit of the Spirit. He likely has in view the peace the believer has with God and the peace especially that the believers are to share one to another. If you remember from Monday, Paul has a strong emphasis on the relationships within the Church of Galatia. So this reference to peace is likely restricted to those two senses and how the peace that we have with God should lead to peace with one another. And remember, that means a right relationship with each other. Remember, Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The Spirit of God first produces peace in the life of the believer in the relationship with God, as I referenced above. As we read, read last week, the Spirit of God testifies with our spirit that we are God's children, in Romans 8.16. So the Spirit of God reminds us that our relationship with God has been set at peace. It has been made right through the blood of Jesus. Through, fl- through faith in Jesus and his work on the cross, we are justified before God. To be justified means the debt that we have owed God because of our sin has been paid, and the relationship then reconciled and restored to its rightful order. Our sin, which had separated us from God and alienated us from his presence, has been done away with in Jesus, so we can now be at peace with God, free to enter into his presence. This, friends, we should never take for granted. This peace that we have with God through the Spirit should then lead to peace in our relationships as well. Because God has reconciled us to himself, we should seek to reconcile broken relationships one to another. Remember, this peace is not merely an absence of conflict, but a return to wholeness and right relationship. This implies justice. In the pursuit of justice to bring peace, it will often require a disturbance of a fake peace in order to bring about a more complete shalom. At the risk of unsettling you, the quote from Martin Luther King Jr.'s letter from a Birmingham jail has unsettled me since I read it. I've, in the devotional, I've linked you to the entire quote uh, in the additional content below, but uh, I'll, I'll leave that to you to read later. The response from the, what he calls the white moderate, is eerily similar to the response that I so often heard from Christians during the George Floyd protests and the Black Lives Matter movement over the last few years. Now, of course, the riots like the one in Kenosha went way too far and far beyond the nonviolent protesting promoted by Martin Luther King Jr. and were deservedly condemned. That said, the same response of what he called again the white moderate church leaders to the peaceful protesting of Martin Luther King Jr.'s movement should give us cause to reflect on the true nature of that response. Where is that response coming from? It seems to me that the response of, as he quotes, I agree with your goal, but I cannot agree with your methods of direct action, and, quote, wait for a more convenient season, end quote, may be rooted in a false concept of peace as the absence of tension, not the Christian concept of peace as a restoration of right relationships, justice, 
fixing what is broken. This approach to peace reminds me of the words Jeremiah spoke against the people of Israel as he pronounced God's coming judgment on them for their wickedness, injustice, and distortion of the law. When you read through the book of Jeremiah, you see time and time again that the people of Israel, the leaders of Israel, the kings and the religious leaders, are condemned for their injustice owed to the poor that they did not give. Jeremiah 6.14 says, They dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. For the Christian who seeks to be a peacemaker and walk in step with the Spirit, who has produced peace in our lives, we should pursue efforts that bring about wholeness and right relationship, even if it means unsettling the status quo, especially if the status quo is injustice. For additional content, I'm going to read a section of Martin Luther King Jr.'s letter from a Birmingham jail. The context of this letter, he is in a jail in Birmingham, and he's writing to many uh, Christian leaders, what he calls who were white moderates, who were resistant to the civil rights movement because they said it wasn't the right time, or uh, they agree with his goal, but they can't agree with his methods. He writes, I must make two honest confessions to you, my Christian and Jewish brothers. First, I must confess that over the last few years, I have been gravely disappointed with the white moderate. I have almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's great stumbling block in the stride towards freedom is not the white citizen's counselor or the Ku Klux Klaner, but the white moderate who is more devoted to order than to justice, who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension to a positive peace, which is the presence of justice, who constantly says, quote, I agree with you in the goal you seek but I cannot agree with your methods of direct action, who paternalistically feels that he can set the timetable for another man's freedom, who lives by the myth of time, and who constantly advises the Negro to wait until a, quote, more convenient season. Shallow understanding from people of goodwill is more frustrating than absolute misunderstanding from people of ill will. Lukewarm acceptance is much more bewildering than outright rejection. Reflection time today. Reflect on your concept of peace. Is it saturated with justice and a restoration of what was broken? Or is it simply an absence of tension? Would you have been a moderate resisting the pursuit of justice and the peaceful protests of Martin Luther King Jr. in the 60s? These are questions that have been forced on us in our cultural moment. As Christians, we need to have clarity and purity of heart around these matters. It is my prayer for us that we would be disciples who seek peace as wholeness and justice.